Welcome to Sports BKC, a sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. George Brett is the greatest Kansas City Royal. Tom Watson's one of the greatest golfers of all time, and he's a Kansas Cityan. Together, they take the lead in promoting the Joe McGuff ALS Golf Classic, a fundraising event for the disorder better known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Star columnist Vahe Gregorian and I spent some time with Brett and Watson and this year's honored guest, Tony Vick, a 34-year-old gentleman from Warrensburg who served 16 years in the U.S. Army and U.S. Air Force Reserves reaching the rank of Master Sergeant. He started suffering symptoms in 2015 and was diagnosed in 2017. It's a happy and a sad occasion, isn't it, Fahey? It is, and I I got thinking about a lot of this today, Blair. It's very emotional when we're there, and and we're fortunate to be in sort of an intimate setting. Today, in fact, very intimate. It was just, uh, or just on Monday, I guess it was, that uh, we were doing that. Um, Just the two of us and one TV reporter with, with Tom and George. And Every year, it seems like you've done it six, seven years. Um, I've, I've probably done it four or five years. We, we uh, get a little different feeling from them about why they're involved in it, what their relationship is. And I think we learn more about ALS each time. And it's a piercing thing. And, it's, and you can feel it in every word they say about the, the friendships they had that got them started with this and now the friendship they have together. No doubt about it. We go every year and it's it's Tom and George every year. First of all, I mean what a what a dedication they have to this and it's personal to them. It's not they're not just Kansas City sports icons who are lending their their names to this. There are reasons that they're involved in this particular um, you know, cause with with uh, with George, his friend Keith Worthington contracted ALS. Um, became George and he were friends, passed away, I think in 1984. That's when the golf tournament started. It was started as the George Brett Celebrity Golf Tournament. Um, Tom Watson's, of course, uh, much more, his association with the disease, much more in the public eye, the caddy uh, Bruce Edwards developed ALS and passed away in 2004. And, and one of the things, Blair, to, to your, a couple of things to your point, you've pointed this out to me a number of times, Maybe there's something we're not thinking of or we're just not aware of it in other cities. But think about the impact of these two, you know, Mount Rushmore, Kansas City sports figures converging together on this cause. Um, it's hard to, hard to believe any other city has something like that with these sort of figures on this. But also, they are by no means just lending their names. This, this is really meaningful to them. And every year we also have different people from the ALS Association come over to us to make sure we understand how much these guys are, are immersed in it. Absolutely. Hey, let's uh, let's take this time and, and listen to a little bit of what we heard on Monday with uh, George Brett and Tom Watson. You asked the question, Vahe, if uh, how much, or, or I guess, uh, how, how close were they, or what was their, you know, describe their friendship before they got together uh, to, to promote this, and I thought they had fun with the answer. I've never asked you guys this before, but it just occurred to me, how much did you guys know each other before you got involved in ALS? Naturally, you would have come across each other on the Kansas City sporting scene, but I, did you know each other much before you're, you're um, rolling up the sleeves in this cause? Just a little bit. Not, yeah. not much, but this, this has brought us together, George, mm-hmm. and, and George and me together. It's uh, in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, I still marvel at how far he hits a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I don't know where it's going. I remember that, <laughs> I remember that drive to the National on the 18th hole. From oh, yeah, when we played in that tournament? Come on, George. This I was going to hit a three-wood. and there, the the three-wood? Creek, you would have knocked it right in the water. You, well, well, I was going to lay up or something, well, and Tom says, go ahead and knock it over on, the thing. Hit it over there. He and just I hit the farthest it drive of my life. The creek of the 18th hole uh, at, I mean, in the air. I mean, 300 yards, you know, easy. Easy. That was years ago, though, Tom. <laughs> you're saying you're almost 70 or you're 70? I'll be 66 in nine days, so. I've lost a little bit of distance. But I would play golf with Tom once in a while, not often. Did Tom ever come take BP at a Yes, yeah, so I got him out. He came out to uh, Royal Stadium yeah, one day. I'll never and we suited him up. And, and he was having a tough time. Uh, I think he was hitting his sandwich that day a lot <laughs> in the cage. He didn't hit many three woods or drivers. There was a lot of sandwiches barely over the shortstop stand. down the third base yeah. line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was in full uniform. The guys had a blast out there watching him. But I, I remember the first, uh, first throw that I caught from this guy. He says, come on, let's go out and play some catch. So I got my glove, and, and he goes out there from uh, – he, he's there out there maybe, you know, eight, ten yards away, and he throws this ball, and he goes, whack! <laughs> oh, man, that hurt. God, you don't throw it that hard, do you? Come on. Of course, I didn't catch it in the webbing. I caught it about right there. And uh, then I paid attention playing catch with him. Yeah. So that was interesting, wasn't it, Vahe, that, um, that they – uh, didn't they knew each other, but weren't weren't buddies really? I, I, I guess best way to describe it, but really are now because of this. It, absolutely, and and what's fun is that you can see the comfort level with with kind of teasing, even taunting each other a little bit, and uh, there's good chemistry between them. And uh, and as you said, when we got started talking about this, it, it was part of what made it sort of a happy and sad day. I mean, you you feel the spirit, you feel a positive spirit about a a a, a horrible thing. And I don't think we got to talk about this before, but it, 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 I was very struck um, by George saying how much he was looking forward to meeting Tony and our ability to be out there with Tony and to tell him that George had said that. Was, that was exciting. It really was. So in addition to basically uh, Tom Watson and George Brett holding a, like a press conference that was, as you, as you suggested, intimate. It really was. It was just a handful of people. Um, you and I and, and uh, television cameramen went out – outside the clubhouse and met Tony Vick and his wife Karen and and their family and to be honest with you I'm I'm never great in these situations you know to interview somebody who um who has been you know afflicted and he was you know he he told us his story right uh, diagnosed in 2015 um not diagnosed but uh has first showed the signs of ALS in 2015 diagnosed in 2017 and I was I was overcome with his you know just his good naturedness about it and and you know the fact that he just told us his story. Yeah, and I think uh, forgive me if I've turned this around, but I think it's it's faith over fear is their motto, right? Yeah, and, faith, and, faith over fear. And his um, demeanor reflected that. And I, we've we've both had the opportunity. I think that's the right word actually to see the courage of of people in these situations and certainly we've seen it and it's part of what our jobs entail a lot of times is people going through various things but I this is to me uh, among the most um, fearsome things you, you could imagine in life and it's, it's that way because there's no cure for this um, this is I was looking up the the stats from the ALS uh, development society uh, earlier that there's a there's a 10 percent chance of living for at least 10 years 
So there's 90% chance you're not going to live 10 years after the first symptoms, the, the signs, the first signs yeah. of, of ALS. Um, it, 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 you know, it, it's a death sentence. It, it is. Um, and, you know, just to, to sit, you know, you and I were sitting there talking to Tony, knowing that, and he knows it and his family knows it. And it just seems almost inadequate to ask, well, you know, how does this make you feel being part of this? Well, you, you asked under- it, you actually asked it very well. You, you broached it with him in a way that I thought uh, elicited a nice answer. You just, I think you, you sort of gave him the cue that, how do you live with this? I think was, that how wasn't you your exact words, but yeah, how do you cope? And, um, you know, he was there in order to uh, represent that possibility of hope too, right? I mean, that's right. part of why he's being honored and part of what he's trying to convey, part of what he in, embodies, for lack of a better term. And I, so I, I think this whole thing, it, it, is it inevitable there'll be a cure? I don't know. But it, it, they, they keep thinking, they're inching towards it and process of elimination, all, all these different things. You know, Tom didn't get to talk that much about it today, but I have talked in the past to him. He knows the science. Yeah. I mean, he, has, he has spent time on the science of this. It's kind of amazing. He was talking about the uh, the, the supercomputers, right? Yeah, and today he mentioned that, the, the Watson supercomputers, right? right? The, the, but, but in the past, I've, I've heard him go, go into stuff. I had to go, like, you know, look up everything he talked about, which, <laughs> right. which happens with him a lot anyway. But, um, yeah. That's, <laughs> right. Um, the, the event was originally, as I said earlier, the George, Magret, George, uh, George Brett Celebrity Golf Tournament and uh, that changed in the early 2000s uh, in, when, when Joe McGuff, the uh, former, we got to make sure you get them all right here, sports writer, columnist, editor of, of the Kansas City Star, um, developed ALS. I think, I think his first symptoms were in 2003, and he passed away in, in 2006. And at that point, the, um, the, the event, the golf event, was named for Joe McGuff. And... Tom Watson and George Brett uh, were, you know, their careers coincided with Joe uh, Joe McGuff as the as a columnist for the Star. So Joe wrote about extensively about both Watson and Brett, and we, and and, and both sports icons uh, spoke to Joe McGuff to us today. You've got I, I wrote the title of the book for him, you know, when uh, it was diagnosed that I had hemorrhoids during the 80 World Series, and Joe was standing there, and he had that sad look on his face like, I'm going to have to write this down. I'm so sorry, George. And, and all these media people around my locker in Philadelphia after the game and, and uh, during the World Series in 80, and, and, and they're looking, you know, and all of a sudden I looked up, I see Joe's face, and Joe was just devastated to have to say anything bad, really about anybody, because he was that type of person. And uh, I just said, why me? Why not Joe? Why couldn't Joe McGuff have him? You know, why me? Why not Joe McGuff? <laughs> and that was the name of his book, yeah. But he was a, he was a good friend for a, long, a, long, a lot of time. Uh, and the one thing I liked about Joe was he didn't he never went out of his way to bury a player and I don't think in any sport you know because he probably covered the Kings he covered the Blades he covered the Scouts he covered the Royals he covered Tom he covered every everything in town and uh, and you know sure enough sometimes he would write something negative about somebody but but he didn't go out there and 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 well put it this way the news warranted it If, if he wrote something negative about you you deserved it uh, but uh, I always thought he was very, very fair, and what a wonderful man. And he was very positive about Kansas City. My, my greatest memory of Joe was uh, to, uh, I asked Joe, Joe, 
teach me about the architecture of downtown Kansas City and tell me the stories about the architecture. And so for three hours one day, we got in the car, and he, he, we went around all the buildings downtown uh, and, and out around, and um, he described what these buildings were, who built them, who, what companies were involved. You know, the Western Auto Building, you know, the iconic Western Auto Building, to, you know, the, you know, the Power and Light Building, to, uh, you know, the, the various buildings there that, uh, uh, you know, made downtown Kansas City. Uh, he had a great perspective of Kansas City. Of course, being editor of the Star, uh, he, there was a lot more to it, but it, um, in, in, his, in his desire to see Kansas City prosper and do the right things as a journalist does, uh, to, to call out... Uh, Call out people in power when they're doing something wrong to, uh, you know, support Kansas City. When we lost the baseball team, uh, Charlie Finley moved to Oakland, and he was instrumental in getting their baseball team back, Major League Baseball, to put a new team in Kansas City, which George uh, uh, began with. Uh, couldn't hit your way out of a paper sack. But it took a while. It took a while, but. Uh, from what I understand, when you were winning all those tournaments uh, I early in your career, you were hitting it all over the place, but you were making every putt That's more. right, exactly. Yeah, well, it took time, I didn't think, it? I think the similarities between you and, and, and me are, are this, that we never gave up. We tried it right. as hard as we possibly could to get everything out of every shot we played. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your baseball career. Right. I never took anything for granted. No, uh-uh. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State. And no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at kansascity.com slash sportspass. So Vahe, you you didn't know Joe McGuff. Uh, you were not here when when Joe was um, when he was working here at the Star. I actually got my first rejection letter from the Kansas City Star <laughs> signed by Joe McGuff. Uh, uh, my wife Karen had gotten a job in Kansas City, and I was okay. I'll, I'll get a job at the Star, so I wrote to the Star, and Joe wrote me the the nicest nicest note, uh, saying we don't have any openings at this time. We understand your situation. We'll strongly consider you for any position. Anyway, it's really nice, um, and and something did open up in the next few weeks. But I was just struck by, you know, just the politeness of, uh, of of the note. And so Joe's working at the Star through much of the '90s, and then he, you know, he leaves and becomes, you know, he was obviously an influential figure at the Star, but he was, you know, for the community, uh, for Kansas City, in his role as a member of the board of directors for the Royals. Um, you know, he helped usher the, the organization through some d difficult times uh, between ownerships, ownership uh, with his And he was instrumental in bridging the gap between the Kansas City A's and the Kansas City Royals. 
uh, was one of the, you know, just one of the people, along with Ernie Mell and Stuart Symington, the senator, Ernie Mell, the other former star sports editor, who, um, when the A's left Kansas City, made sure that Kansas City wasn't going to be without baseball for, for very long, and it was just one year. So, um, absolutely uh, iconic figure. We're talking about sports icon, Joe McGuff, that way in, the, in, in our world, in the, in the journalism world, and, and just a, a very... Um, a very important person, I think, in the history of Kansas City. I, I wish I'd had the privilege. I, I, I at every turn uh, since I've been here six and a half years, you know, I, I, and I knew about Joe long before I came here. But I just, just, just wish I'd gotten to know him. And um, I'm, I'm glad you did. You know, and I, I don't. Besides Joe, I'm not sure that I've had experience, and the people that I meet at, at this event, it's people who have been afflicted with ALS. But that's, but you do. I, I do, and and and. Uh, I'll tell you this. I before before this this happened, um, I really didn't understand it at all. I certainly had no appreciation of what it really meant. And I'll try to condense this, but it was it was an important moment in my life. Um, a friend that I'd, I'd known quite well many years before. I, I hadn't been in touch with her for some years, but one day I got an email from her, and in the email she makes reference to the eye gaze machine she's using, and I'm like, huh, I don't know. What that is, but she she lets on that she has ALS and that she would like me to come visit. She has a, a project she wants me to work on, <laughs> which it, it, she wanted me to she wanted me to thinking I'm a sports writer that I'd be able to make a movie. She wanted me to, to do something on Lou Gehrig. Well, this reflects her spirit. And I, and long story short, I I went to visit her in New Jersey some months later. I had, I was not at all prepared for what I was going to see. Um, we went to a restaurant that her family had become close with the proprietor with, and. Uh, she comes, she's wheeled in on a gurney. She's flat on the bed. And uh, she can't talk. And she's got this eye machine in front of her. And she's talking to me by blinking her eyes at this machine. And she, she was a very dynamic person, very beautiful, and just a, a shell of herself in this. And yet her spirit was entirely intact. And she had four young boys. And she, her whole goal was to do everything experimental she could do, everything she could do, knowing it was not going to save her, but that it might help other people be saved. So I would urge anybody that is listening this far, and if you find something moving and hearing about her, look up. Her name's Pam Callahan, C-A-L-L-A-H-A-N, and Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda was doing a play on Broadway about ALS victim. I can't remember the name of the play, but came across Pam and... Uh, wrote a lovely blog post about her and had pictures and talked about Pam's spirit. And I'm not doing justice to Pam's spirit, but she was, uh, she was a wonderful person, and um, this, that will always st- stick with me. Oh, I bet. I mean, yeah. that's what, I guess that's what Tom Watson meant when he said this damn disease. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's the image, isn't it? Yeah, you, you just can't believe what, what you've seen happen to somebody. Yeah. And, yeah, so uh, hopefully most of our listeners have not, had one direct experience with it, but at, at the same time, I, I hope that in some way they become acquainted with it to understand um, what it really means and, and perhaps can lend their own su- support to it, to be honest. Well, let's, um, let's, let's end this by, uh, again, I, I, saluting George Brett and, and Tom Watson for, um, for the work that they do here. And it, we talk to them every year, as, as we've, we've said a few times, um, but their determination and resolve to 
um, you know, to make this fundraiser the best that it can be, to, to raise as much money as they possibly can raise for research, to find a cure for this, I'm, I'm struck by that. I hear it every year, and, and I'm struck by it every single year. I, well, as am I, and, and I feel like we, we, I don't even think we'd rehash. I think we feel struck anew and struck in different ways each year, and I'm, 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 I'm grateful for what they do. I mean, I, I, think, it's, I think it's fantastic. It's a great reminder that the, the difference somebody can make um, just by really caring about something. Well, that'll do it for today. Links to the stories we discussed can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Thanks for listening to Sports Beat KC. I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and we'll talk sports again soon.